about ants, Stacy from Clarity Unleashed. I have been working on this episode for quite a bit, and I, I, it's just always too long. So I'm, I'm really condensing it today because I want to end it with um, asking you to send me your thoughts on this because there are so many directions that I want to take it, but I, um, I kind of want to hear what you guys want, what you want to do with it, where you want to go with it. I'm talking today about a word that continues to come up all the time. It comes up in conversations I have with people and in podcasts that I listen to and blog posts and um, just all over the place. And it's the word wrestling. There are um, so many instances of topics that come up and, and Christians will say that they're wrestling with this particular topic or that one or just wrestling with this thought or idea or, um, you know, whatever it is, just this, this word keeps coming up. So when that happens to me, I just kind of get fixated on it. And I think, you know, we've got to, we've got to look at this. This seems to, it's almost like a prophetic word. It's just this, um, season of really wrestling with faith. So I've done a, a lot of um, research on this myself, just different verses and, and my own thoughts about what it means to wrestle. Um, I guess just in general, to me, I, I would just sum it up to say that it's when people are just really thinking very deeply about some topic. So it's usually, usually used as um, just to summarize that process of of thinking deeply about something. It could be something about faith itself, uh, thoughts about God, something in the Bible, so particular passages or verses. And it can also be wrestling with the very idea of what church is to people. Um, it could just be something that doesn't feel right. So it's, it's, it's like a discernment situation where you're just really trying to take in all the feelings and thoughts and just images or, or however that comes to you. You're just trying to weigh it all out and really wrestle with, with something. But what happens, and you may have seen this like I have, is sometimes when you hear of another Christian that says, you know, I'm really wrestling with this topic or you know, I'm struggling with this, or you, you, you may hear that and think, oh no, their faith is in jeopardy. Or if they say, I'm going to take a step back from church for a while because I really am wrestling with how I feel about church right now. Maybe they've been through some spiritual abuse or have been through some kind of an uncomfortable situation that has caused them to pause and reflect on really what they want out of of their church community. So, you know, sometimes you'll encounter these situations on social media recently. I know I've seen a couple of instances of, of well-known people that have openly acknowledged that they are struggling with how they feel about their faith and that they're taking a step back to just wrestle with it. 
And, and what happens is that some people will respond to that. Some Christians will respond to that and say, oh, they have walked away from Christ and that we should basically cut them off from the body because they've chosen to, to walk away. And I, I think that that's just a terrible mistake. First of all, it's, it's such a judgment um, against such a faith and, and our relationship with Christ is so complex and so personal that I don't think any one person can say about another, say anything about another person's faith journey because we don't know the heart. We can't see the heart. Gosh, I wish we could, but we can't. Um, we can make some pretty good determinations, I guess. But if someone tells you, I'm stepping back to wrestle with a few things about my faith journey, I think instead of shunning them, probably the, the better approach might be to have what I call, and I've heard other people refer to as, as a holy curiosity, just to get curious and and come alongside them and say, now tell me more about that. What are you feeling? What are you thinking? What's what's troubling you? What's going on? And is there anything that I can do to to help to come alongside you in this? Um, to pray for you through this? Um, to be there? Just to listen? Like what do you need? And to have this sense of kind of a holy curiosity as opposed to just cutting them off. To me that sounds like a better option, although I will not say it's easier because I, I do believe that when you you decide to cut someone off like that or to, to just sort of extricate someone from community, you do that in part because it's just too difficult to grapple with them about whatever it is going on. Like there's, it could be a significant issue. You'll see people that leave churches because of um, difficult and destructive relationships. So maybe they've gotten a divorce and they leave a destructive marriage and it's tied in with church too. And it's, it's, they make a, de- a decision that they have to step out of that church because of some of the dynamics of that terrible process in their lives, or maybe they suddenly have been disconnected from community because of their, um, because they've come out as LGBTQ or something like that. You'll see that too, where they've, um, our brothers and sisters in Christ are, are unable to join in community because of their sexual identities. And so, I mean, it could be some some very significant, it could be abuse within the church maybe that comes up. So there's, it's usually a very significant and deep and difficult conversation and situation. And I wonder if it's easier for people just to completely shut that door than it is to actually sit in the discomfort and come alongside someone who's in such a precarious position. And I'm just, as I'm speaking this, I'm thinking a lot about Job because he found himself in that type of a situation. Everything was going wrong for him. And one of the 
passages is, is about how his friends came and sat with him and just sat and, and mourned with him. They didn't offer suggestions or quick fixes or anything like that. They just sat in that moment with him. And I wonder if that's what we need to do, even though it's a very difficult thing. So wrestling is not, is not easy. It's not easy for the person going through it, and it's, it's not easy for the community. But what is the root of that in scripture? If you look in Genesis um, 32, verses 24 and 25, this word wrestling is only used once, and it's there. Now, in our English translations, you may see it pop up a couple of other times, that word. But the word in Hebrew only comes up in this particular place. And it's interesting, this, uh, it's avok, this word, it really means, and Hebrew is such a beautiful language, it's just full of context and symbolism, but it means just literally being in the dust, it's being dusty. And that's truly what is happening here because Jacob is wrestling with Scripture says a man until he's wrestling with him until daybreak. And there's, uh, there are a few different ways of interpreting this um, passage. So if you look at it and you look at some of the scholars who've weighed in on, on the interpretation, there, there are at least two or three different um, thoughts about this. But what I found interest- interesting is, is the fact that the first human, right, lowercase, although it's not really a case issue in Hebrew, but this concept of human, Adam, means mankind or humankind. Adam was made from the dust. So the very first human was made from dust. And here we are, we have this picture in Genesis just a few chapters later where Jacob is wrestling in the dust. So he's made of dust. He's wrestling with the dust. And one of the interpretations is that he is, he is wrestling with his very own identity in this moment. He has a very difficult situation ahead of him and he's done some terrible things in his past and he's kind of at this point in his life where he's gonna move forward into something really unexpected and he's trying to this interpretation says just come to terms with his identity as he moves forward and that it's this wrestling process that he's doing it could be kind of similar to like a conviction so he's wrestling perhaps with with god and and just and being convicted about his past and worried about his future and thinking about you know what 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 is his identity and I, I like that because I think it's that is when we are wrestling with something about our faith journey, about our, our, our very relationship to God, it is, it's, it is a wrestling with our very identity. So there's a book that I've that I have by Randy Reese and Robert Lone. Eugene Peterson, who wrote the Message Bible, he has a foreword in this book, and it's called Deep Mentoring. And there is, uh, on page 35 or 36, there's a section about 
our character and our identity. And there's three ways that we tend to really think about our identities. And the first one is based on what we do. So it's, it's all about, you know, us and what we do. So maybe our competencies and achievements. And then the second one is what others say about us. So what we do and then what others say about us. And then the third is what we have. So typically we're thinking about our identities in those terms, what we do, what others say about us and what we have. Those are the things that we typically use as responses. If someone says, tell me a little bit about yourself or, or who are you? then that might be how you start out describing yourself. And as Christians, really, that's what we struggle against. That's the struggle between and the very wrestling between the world and so the, the identity that we have within the world view and then our identity because of whose we are. So not who we are, but whose we are so as as Christians we are God's sons and daughters and that's our identity is really based on the fact that we are temples of the Holy Spirit and we are in, in we embody the the spirit here on earth and we're we are followers of Jesus and that's the struggle that I think that we all have as Christians, and it's why it's so difficult because we're in the world, but we're not of the world, right? And there's this constant struggle and constant wrestling of our very, our very identities. Um, and then within that, when you throw other stuff on top of that, that if the, as if that wasn't hard enough just to come to terms with what it means to be a follower of Christ, and what your purpose is and, and the body of Christ and, and how you uh, best carry out the two greatest commandments, all of that, like as if that wasn't enough, then you have to add into it everything that the world throws at this, which includes how we structure our faith communities, how we interpret scripture, how we determine roles in, in homes and churches and in society itself. There are all these extras that we as human beings have created based on our own interpretations of the book of scripture. So we have the spirit in us that we're trying to come to terms with. And that's our lifelong journey that we call sanctification. So after we're saved, we have this lifelong journey with Christ that purifies us, this journey in which we become closer and closer to him, the sanctification process, which is very personal. And on top of that, we have all these struggles in our lives. And then, you know, outside of just our faith community struggles, we just have the struggles of the world. And, you know, gosh, 
what do we not have to deal with? We've got all kinds of issues that we deal with from politics to um, all kinds of social issues that we're struggling with and wrestling with. So it's not, it's not easy to be a Christian in the world. It's not easy to be anyone in the world. So wrestling can be a very deep process. And um, I wonder what that means to you. I wonder what you think of when you consider that world, that word wrestling, and think about the issues in your own personal journey and your your Christian experience and churches and youth groups and all of that, and then how you carry all of that into the world and these these more worldview issues. Um, and, and just how you strive to, to, to be, you know, genu- to genuinely carry all of what you should be carrying and releasing the burdens that you should be releasing to God and how you do that. It doesn't seem like it's a one and done to me. It seems like it's a daily thing that we have to deal with. And, and I think we can do a better job at this than we do as Christians. Again, just to go back to what I said in the beginning, we tend to, the minute someone says that they have questions, some of us are better at it than others. But the typical response that I see is that we, 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 we shut down and we don't want to deal with the gray. Black and white is good, gray is bad. If it's gray, we just sort of shut down. We say we're gonna pray for people and we step away. And I'm reminded of the Pharisees in scripture because they were very, very black and white. They knew every single rule and law and regulation and all of that. They could recite scripture absolutely knew everything that needed to be known, but they didn't know how to deal with with Jesus. They didn't understand this gray area of relationship and this the significance of not relying solely on at that time what was heard and and passed down like now we have this book that we read right then they didn't have that but they had this oral tradition so they knew all of the laws all of the rules they were black and white but they couldn't deal with jesus who who suddenly was on the scene and and was very gray he introduced and made he he made them think he made them have to kind of get out of their comfort zone and out of their box and they didn't react well to that and i i think that that's exactly what happens to us now is we take this book that we have and if it's not in the book then we have a difficulty relating and it's, and it's that relationship that we have ourselves with, with God that we 
that we ourselves struggle with our entire lives. And it's that relationship that we have with others as brothers and sisters in Christ who are very different from us and who have very different thoughts and questions and situations that are not like ours. And because they're not black and white and easy to point to and say, well, this is the issue and here's the resolution because it ends up being gray and ends up challenging us to actually take what we know about scripture and what we know about God and what we know based on our own relationship with the Holy Spirit, when we have to actually take that and make decisions based on that, we suddenly kind of get cold feet about it. And I, I think, just to end this, then I'm going to invite you to reach out to me. I guess my question is, what would happen if tomorrow we wake up and all of the Bibles in the world disappear? We no longer have that book to put our hands on and to open up and, and read. What would happen? Because that puts us back in the shoes of the original women and men that surrounded Jesus and had no books. They just had this relationship with Jesus. And they had to make decisions about their identity and what they placed their faith in what they relied upon and who they relied upon. They had to they had to make all those decisions based on what they knew and based on him. And what would we do in that situation? Have have we gotten so used to to pointing to words in a book that we've lost touch with how to actually relate to one another and how to ask hard questions and be able to sit in discomfort and be able to maneuver in that gray area. I'm encouraged when I sit with someone and and hear what they're struggling with and what they're thinking about and I'm able to just come alongside them and not problem solve, but just talk about it, just listen. Um, just be in that moment and help navigate through that time. So let me know. Let me know what you think about when you think of that type of a, when you think of wrestling and that type of a journey through this gray area. So thanks for listening today. I am just really happy to announce right now that that this is actually going to be probably my first podcast under 30 minutes. <laughs> and I'm just amazed because this is a huge topic for me. So um, just know that the last one I recorded and, and didn't, didn't press, uh, didn't finalize was well over an hour. Um, so you guys lucked out on that. I look forward to hearing from you. I've got a break from school for 
in a few weeks, I'll have a break for the rest of the year. And I'm looking forward to doing some more blogs and podcasts and would love to hear from you and, and um, maybe even have a guest or two. So if you're interested in being a guest, please let me know. I look forward to talking to you guys soon. Have a wonderful weekend. Take care.